You're the well that won't run dry. 
Saturday was silent, surely it was through. Since when has impossible ever stopped you? Friday's disappointment, the Sunday's empty too. Since when has impossible ever stopped you? The prayers make a dead man walk again. Oh, with the grave, I'm coming out. I'm gonna live, gonna live again. This is the sound of dry bones rattling. Pentecostal fire, stirring something new. today, all right? So we got all of our kids in here with us, and how many know a couple weeks ago we had vacation Bible school? Anybody? Okay, so our kids had a wonderful time at vacation Bible school, so we thought we'd highlight our kids today, 
And one of the songs they did at Vacation Bible School. Now, if I could, all the kids that were in Vacation Bible School, if you want to, come on down here. You guys got to help me, okay? Right here, come on down. We're going to do this song together, okay? Now, I'm not, saying, I'm not saying you guys have to do the motion, but if you want to, you can jump in with the kids. You guys remember this song, One Way? Okay, is it good? All right, we're going to celebrate with our kids today. You guys ready? Just if we got this, let's do this with our kids this morning. You guys got to lead us this morning, okay?
want to get around and meet and greet today, get to know somebody, introduce yourself to somebody you don't know, but uh, we'll send the kids down to Kid Church. It's good to have you today. Have you today now I'm a little sweaty I don't know about you that should uh that that right there should make you appreciate all of our kids church team right they do a good job down there we appreciate them let's take up tithe and offering if you have something to give go ahead and prep it Josh Decker everybody say hi Josh Josh is going to come down and take up tithe and offering this morning. You ready? All right, you can jump up here. All right. All right, so when Tyler asked me to do this about two weeks ago, I wasn't really sure what I was going to say because I'm, I'm going to be honest, things have been pretty stressful lately financially, so I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to say. I was actually, uh, we were, we went on vacation last week and we actually for a while thought we weren't going to get to go on vacation. So I actually have a praise report for my uh, offering thing today. We were able to go on vacation and a lot of my stress is finally gone from all the stress and stuff of our finances and everything. Just things kind of have been falling through. My parents helped us out a lot and they've been a blessing to me for 31 years next week. So it was just a really good vacation. The Lord gave me a chance to finally just kind of calm down and just see things clearly again. And I'm ready to go back to work again. Kicked on. <laughs> I'm ready to go back to work. It was a great vacation. I'm, I feel completely stress-free right now, honestly. And the Lord helped us out a ton 
this week, and I just wanted to say that tithing works. We, even in our time of struggle, we were still tithing weekly, and it, it works. God blesses you if you're willing to give back to him. So just, just yeah, it was, it was really good. So, but yeah, I'll, I'll pray over offering now. So, dear Lord, I thank you for this day. Thank you that we all get to come here and worship you together with one another. Please bless everybody under the sound of my voice that they will just be taken care of. You'll just take care of every financial burden that they have and just make sure that they're completely stress-free. And in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Josh, if you have it, bring it on down this morning. Some uh, quick announcements for you. Uh, first off, uh, next Sunday. Everybody say next Sunday. Next Sunday. I do that to see if you're paying attention. Next Sunday. We have water baptism at the end of service, so another celebration of, of uh, the outward sign of inward change. So that's next Sunday. If, if you have signed up for baptism, um, what's going to happen is when church is over next Sunday, I'll meet you right down here. We'll talk about it for a few minutes. Well, everybody's getting ready outside, and we'll get out there and, and celebrate some baptisms. It's going to be a good time. Also, um, top golf people, if, if you are going, you have to confirm with Mike today. But the plan is Saturday, this coming Saturday, leaving at noon. Correct? Don't tell them that. You said we're leaving at noon. And then when they... You see, you got to, got to, okay, they're leaving at noon on Saturday, so they'll be here at noon, and we're out the door. So anyways, if you have questions about that, the cost is 25 bucks a person. It's where it kind of came out to be, tea time, uh, food, and all that. So Saturday at noon right here, they're going to Cincinnati for Top Golf. So if you have more questions, see him. Um, and, and obviously, uh, the big announcement today is everybody knows what's happening tonight, right? Church dedication tonight, dedicating our building. We've been blessed uh, with this facility. So tonight we're going to uh, celebrate that. It's going to be a good time. Uh, the campus pastors from, from the different locations are going to be here. I think some other people are going to come in and, and celebrate with us. So I hope everybody's coming back tonight. It's an important time. So make your way back. Now, I said this on Wednesday. Um, obviously, we lo li live a bit of a distance away. We're not going back home and coming back. We're going to go eat at La Palma after church. Right? So anybody wants to come along, come on out. We're just going to go out to have lunch. We'll pack the place out if you want to. Um, like I said Wednesday, it doesn't mean I'm buying your lunch, but you may come along. And, but anyway, anybody wants to come, once we get things together, we'll head over to La Palma and have some lunch. But I hope everybody's coming back at, at 6 o'clock for the celebration tonight, and uh, it'll be a good time. So we're looking forward to that. And a, a couple real quick things for parents. Parents, help me out, okay? If you have not been down in the basement yet, we are actually in the middle of ripping things apart to get ready to renovate. So actually, we're, we're at the place in the basement ready to start drywalling and different things like that. It's really cool. But if you've ever been down in the basement, go down. Everybody has seen right here, there's an exit door that goes out the ramp right there. Inform your kids for me to help us that that is an emergency exit-only door. That will help us keep the building secure and make sure we're not losing any little ones 
that are just busting out the door and we don't know where they went. So just help us just letting them know, hey, don't use this door unless it's an emergency. So show them that. Uh, also to help uh, the ladies with the water, they put out a, a marker of some sort. So when you grab waters for your kids, put their name on them because we're finding lots of water bottles everywhere. A lot of them aren't even open. They're laying all over the yard. And so that'll just help us out, keep track of, of, of our finances a little bit. It's not much money, but anyways, we like to provide the water. But little things like that, but the, the door is a big thing. So please just let them know, hey, that's an emergency exit only. Don't ever go out that door unless we have to. Okay, does that make sense? That'll help us out, all right? Other than that, uh, right after church today, Al needs to meet with the ushers and uh, the safety uh, team real quick about service tonight, all right? So uh, ushers uh, and we got some greeters. We're going to be set up about 5 o'clock. Uh, I know Urbana people come, like, right on time. Other people aren't like that. So we may have people show up early, so we're going to be prepped for them coming a little bit early. And uh, I know some people want to come and check the building out, so we'll, we'll be walking people around and things like that. So our doors will be open at 5 tonight for the 6 o'clock service. That's all I've got to say. So if you've got your Bibles, the book of Romans, we're still talking about faith. I think it's our third week on faith, and we're going to keep in that today. So Romans chapter number 1 and verse 16 is where we're going to start in the scriptures today. But, but faith is active belief. It's trust. You say, I believe. Okay. But is your belief active? There, there's a whole lot of people, and something we'll bring up in a few months. There's a whole lot of people that say they believe but don't really follow Jesus. Two different things. Faith is active belief. So, so a couple weeks ago, we said, well, what is great faith? Great faith is simply believing Jesus at his word. If, if the scriptures say it, we believe it and, and go with it. Um, follow with that, then faith being active in belief, it's not just something you say you believe, but then life kind of flows from the fact you believe. So as, as James, faith without works is what? Dead. Dead. Remember, Paul was the great uh, a defender of saved by faith alone. Amen. How many know you can't earn your salvation? You, you can try. You can try to do works. You can, and he was really dealing with uh, uh, overall picture of, of the Old Testament law and the Gentile believers coming in, whether or not they had to follow the law. And no, that's not the case. And it's, it's by faith. Even uh, the great uh, Abraham was justified by faith, not by his works. And that was before the law. Okay, so, so uh, Paul was dealing a lot with that. But, but it got to the place where... As Paul wrote, writes in Romans chapter 6, does that, does that mean I can keep on sinning so grace may abound? No. There is a life that begins to flow from the fact you believe. And James uh, kind of puts it on this way, that faith without works is dead. So I believe, but how is your life coming from that belief? So there is a life that flows from the fact that you believe. So uh, now faith is not a formula. Faith is active belief. Jesus said it, I believe it, the scriptures testify to it, I believe it, and then it informs my life. Do you realize that every time you come to church and we worship together and we praise together, that's an act of faith. You know that? Because you're worshiping God, somebody who you cannot see, and puts out uh, uh, the things that we hope for. We grab hold of it. 
Every time we get into the scriptures like we are right now, it is an act of faith. You know that? Because we believe that this is the inspired word of God. Every time you give a tithe and offering, you realize that's an act of faith. Because you're believing, you're trusting that God is your provider. Why in the world would you give 10% of your income right off the top? Why would you do that? Because you have faith, right? Every time you personally read your Bible, every time you personally pray, it's an act of faith. Yes. How many of y'all pray? Yes. Every, every time you pray, it's an act of faith. You believe and you trust that God hears and responds to you, right? So we are people that are to live by faith. That's what values of our church. We have three values. We won't talk about them enough. I should talk about them more. Three values. Our first value is that we live by faith. Our second value is that we value relationships together. We, we help one another, right? And our third value is that we're rescuers. We get out of this place and share the gospel. We live by faith. We value each other and we share the gospel. But it starts with living by faith. We are people who are to live by faith. So Romans chapter 1, verse number 16. Let's all go there. You know, I know I love about uh, gathering on Sundays, by the way. So everybody in this neighborhood that drives by here today and sees cars in our parking lot and sees cars lined up on the street, it's a testimony to our neighborhood. You know that? It's a testimony that there's people who still believe. But they don't just believe, but they believe enough to come to church to worship together and get into word together and to, to, to fellowship together. This is active testimony right here. This is part of being a light to the world. Amen? All right. Romans chapter 1, verse number 16. It said, For I am not ashamed of the gospel. This is one of the great, great scriptures we find in the New Testament. For I am not ashamed of the gospel. What is the gospel? The gospel is the good news of Jesus Christ. I am not ashamed of the good news of Jesus Christ. I'm not ashamed of the proclamation of who Jesus is and his saving power. For it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. To the Jew first, in other words, he came through there. That's the great calling of, of, of Israel. And also to the Greek, in other words, Gentile, that's us. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed. So through the gospel, the righteousness of God comes to us. From faith for faith, as it is written, the righteous. Now, how many of y'all have believed the gospel? Yeah. Let me see. That was sort of half-hearted. How many of y'all believe? Okay, you believe the gospel. You believe in Jesus, right? You've been made righteous in him. Amen? Yeah. If you're righteous in him, then the call is that the righteous live by what? Faith. We live by active belief. We live in trust in what he says and who he is and what he says is going to happen. Amen. So the righteous live by faith. Faith then, remember, is our response to the gospel. We hear the gospel message. Our response to that is born in us and it's faith. We believe, we receive, it activates. So faith is a connector, again, to the, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, faith is the connector to God and who he is, and what he's up to. And how many know God is always up to something? 
Faith is a connector to all of those things. It puts you into the life of God. It's the kingdom of God. It's, it's all these different things, different ways that, that we can describe it. But faith is this connector to God. But again, to say I believe and stop there is not what it's about. Salvation is not the end to itself, but it's the opening to a life with him. It's not that I gained the status of salvation, but now there is a life to live because I've been saved. Kingdom of God. Discipleship. Walking the narrow road. Again, there's a lot of different ways the scriptures talk about it. But in other words, my response to the gospel of faith to receive and salvation now then should reorient my entire life. It should inform my life. And it would and it takes us to a place that begins to change who we are. That's the life of faith. The life of faith doesn't leave you just as you are. Amen. Now, this is where people run into trouble. It's because it's nice to be saved and have my sins forgiven. Check that off the list. This whole heaven and hell thing. That's a little worrisome, right? I need to check this off. Secure my eternity. I don't want to go to the other place. But then Jesus comes in and said, okay, hey, live the life of faith and follow me. He never just leaves you there. He takes you somewhere. And this is where we run into trouble. Because now this thing called transformation, glory to glory, right? He's, he's going to take us on this road. And, and we run into stuff where all of a sudden now there's allegiance fights in my life. Well, if Jesus is Lord and my faith is in him, now I have things that, that want to fight against that. Well, wait a second. I really like this. I don't want to change that. And I don't want to give that up. And I, I really, well, that's just a part of who I am. Or you see what I'm getting at? Not everything about you is going to change, but there's some things that are going to because, well, we have a place to go. And, and this life of faith is, is an active belief and trust that his way is the best way, even when it brings up something that I need to fight with in my life. Do I really trust that his way is the best way? Yes, that's the life of faith. When he really asked me to give this up, this sin or this particular attitude or this way of, of treating people or this way of viewing life, or why really work with the Holy Spirit to change in these things when the life of faith is taking me this way? Do I trust that this way is the best way? This is where people run in trouble because we have decisions to make. Because faith turns into not a response to who God is, but it turns into a choice of how I live my life. Will I live my life in faith today? Will I live my life in faith today in who he is and what he has said because the Holy Spirit is leading me somewhere. So faith isn't just I believe, but faith then, a life of faith will bring us into transformation. Yes. And we all need it. Amen. Now, sometimes when we think about faith, we'll get to this in a minute. Sometimes when we think about faith, we think about, well, I apprehend things with faith. In other words, um, faith is me praying and getting stuff from God. There's an element to that, Right? But if that's all your idea with the life of faith is, you're missing the whole big deal. It's not about getting stuff from God, but it's living a life with him and through him and for him. 
The righteous live. The righteous don't ask by faith. The righteous live by faith. The righteous don't try to get stuff from God by faith. The righteous live their everyday life in faith, belief. Faith is not an end to itself. It's not, and we said this the first week, it's not like, well, now, now we got a fourth thing added to the Trinity. It's not the Trinity anymore, it's the whatever fourth is in Latin. But So, uh, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, faith. No, faith is the connector to Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Yes. It's not a thing by itself. Well, well just, I just have faith. Well, that's great. Faith in what? You can have faith in a lot of things. You can have faith in the government. You can have faith in your banking account. You can have faith in your relationships. You, you can believe in them. You can trust in it. But faith is faith in who? God. Faith in what? His word. Faith in what? His leading. Amen. The righteous live by faith. That's life. You want to talk about the avenue to abundant life? The avenue to abundant life is a life of faith. So faith is belief that takes us to transformation. Now, the reason you're a more godly and Christ-like person today than you were when you were saved is because somehow in this whole deal, you've been living by faith in some way. That's the connector. It's activating the work of the Holy Spirit in your life. But you got to connect to him, by the way. you got to connect to him. You have to connect to him. And how does God connect to us? What's he given us as ways to connect to him? We, we can't say it enough that we must be people of the word. Prayer. We cannot say it enough that we must be people of prayer. Worship. Can't say it enough. Bring yourself into the presence of God. You, we can't say it enough. You, we must be people of worship. Th these are connectors that we have, and we, we use these things by faith. We believe. We trust. Right? So there's transformation happening, and what happens is then faith then turns into a life of being led by the Spirit, keeping step with the Spirit, right? Who, who's the one that guides you in all truth when you're in the Word? The Holy Spirit. Who's the one when you pray and ask for help in a decision, ask for wisdom? Who's the one? The Holy Spirit. Who's the one that's actually bringing forth the fruit of the Spirit? The Spirit. I mean, transformation. The Holy Spirit, staying in step with him. That life of faith lends yourself to the leading of the Spirit. Amen. And we live that way. Again, every day, when the Bible talks about picking up your cross, denying yourself, and daily following him, and in that process, you lose this life to gain true life. What's happening? Transformation. You're trading out. But it happens by a daily application of living by faith. That, that's picking up your cross. That's living by faith. Because who in the world would do that unless you believe and trust that that's the best way? Now, then, of course, there's an element of faith that is open yourself up to God possibilities. Faith Marrying with the power of God, the supernatural, the miraculous. You cannot read the Bible and get away from the miraculous. Is that true? 
Christian, you know, now I understand there, there are people that try to explain away the miraculous. I get it. But just by the simple fact that you believe in Jesus, you believe in miracles. I mean, a born of a virgin, come on. That, that's miraculous. We open ourselves up to God, possibility, and faith. So again, these, again, getting these things, these things we ask for, things we apprehend, the things we go for, right, with faith. So it's about transformation. It's about staying in step with the Spirit. It's about opening yourself up to God possibility because God's the God of miracles. There is nothing too big for God. So why not ask? Is it okay to ask? Well, sure. Yeah, I'm not saying don't ask. Ask. But don't think your asking is the only thing. It's the point I'm trying to make. That God is there, and his interaction with us is how we apprehend and live by faith. Amen. So how many of y'all believe? But, but are we every day living by faith? J James says, listen, James says demons believe, and they shudder. Even the demonic believes in God, but are they living by faith? No, obviously not. Right? So belief is not the beginning and the end. It is the beginning that leads to a life of faith. Amen. Let's uh, jump over to, oh, let's see. 2 Timothy, chapter number 2 and verse number 8. So Christianity, Christianity is not this thing where it, oh, you, you, you were trying to live a good life, you're, you're trying to build a life, somehow, someway you discovered you were missing something, and, and it was the forgiveness of your sins, so you kind of added Jesus over here. So I'm building my life, and I kind of add Jesus so he can take care of this forgiveness of sins deal, right? And keep on living my life. No, Jesus changes your entire, you don't add him to your life, he changes your life. You don't accept him, you give your life to him. Yes. And there's a new reorientation of living by faith in him. So again, transformation, keeping in step with the spirit, and then living in God possibility, things we ask for. But faith must be lived in faithfulness and perseverance. Now, God is faithful, is he not? Oh my goodness, God is faithful. As a matter of fact, your salvation is available because of the faithfulness and covenant all through the Bible. The covenant of Abraham that rolls into the covenant of Moses and all the different covenants I didn't even mention. They, they all get, get to who? Jesus. Jesus is the fulfillment of the law and the prophets, right? Jesus is fulfillment of covenant faithfulness. God is faithful to a thousand generations. His love for us is faithful to a thousand. But you know what? How often do we see in the Bible people or groups of people who become unfaithful to God? Israel, how many? So much. You read the stories, it's so much. Turning and following other things, worshiping other gods. And, do, and, and the Bible actually uses the word whoredom. I mean, that's, that's kind of a wake-her-up wake word, you know, shocker. Whoredom, really? Yeah. When, when you begin to do other things, follow other things, be involved in other things other than God, the faithful God, and we become unfaithful. Here's what I know is I see it so much 
in the church is that people come to a salvation experience and wow. And they, they start off on this race. As Paul said, running the race has been marked out for you. They start off so strong. And eventually, they kind of get away. They get off track. They get off the course. And they start following other things and being consumed with other things. And it leads to becoming unfaithful. That we must learn to live faithful to the one who is faithful to us. we got to be faithful in our faith. We gotta learn to persevere. Now, Wednesday night, give you a little commercial here. Wednesday night, we've been doing a series called Dealing with Struggle. I'm gonna close that out this Wednesday. I'm gonna talk about dealing with lukewarmness this Wednesday. We we gotta talk in the church about not turning away. And a lot of times, it's not necessarily even purposeful. It's just, just the kind of the way things gradually go, and before you know it, you're off, and you're not there. You know what I'm saying? Now, now see, in, in the Old Testament terminology, it was pretty simple. They had idols. They literally worshipped other things. It's not so much that way in our society. We don't carry around graven images and have little altars set up in our houses of, of, of deities and things like that. So it's not so explicit, but it happens that we turn and become faithful to other things and turn away from our faithfulness to God. God is faithful, and we must learn to live our faith in perseverance. Amen. 2 Timothy chapter 2. Remember Jesus Christ risen from the dead the offspring of David, as preached in my gospel, for which I am suffering, bound with chains of the criminal, but the word of God is not bound. You, you know, listen, do you know why in, in nations where Christianity is absolutely persecuted, the, the church grows like crazy? Because the gospel is never bound when it's told to be bound. Sometimes, you, you know, the creeds are mostly born out of pressure. So, so somebody says, what do you believe? You, you, you start giving this, you know, two-hour talk about all the stuff you believe. in. The, no, no. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. And I believe in Jesus Christ, the Son, our Lord, born of the Holy Spirit, conceived of the Virgin Mary, suffered unto Pontius Pilate. So we get down to this basic creed of what we believe, because when rubber meets the road, this is what I believe. And that's what they do in places where persecution abound. But the gospel is never bound by persecution. As, as a matter of fact, it often grows. Amen. So the gospel is not bound, even though Paul is in chains. Verse 10, Therefore I endure everything for the sake of the elect, that they also may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. The saying that is trustworthy, for we have died in him, we also live in him. We live by faith. We live in him. Now watch this. If we endure, if we endure, if we persevere, if we stay faithful, if we don't turn to the right or to the left or get sidetracked or be consumed by these things over here, if we endure, he will not deny us. 
For if we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. Remind them of these things. So this is Paul writing Timothy to a congregation. Remind them, remind you of these things. And charge them before God not to quarrel about words, which does no good, but only ruins the hearers. In other words, things just get off the waves and things it's not supposed to. We must endure. And if we endure, he will not deny us. We must live in faith because he is what? Faithful. Now, the wonderful thing about God and his grace is when, when we start to do this stuff, we come back. And he brings us back to the table of fellowship. Amen. Thank goodness for that. See, being faithful, growing in faith, strengthening our faith. You can say you believe in God, but live your life every day without him. Right? You can claim to be a Christian and say it forms all the values of your life and all these different things and makes you a certain person politically or whatever, but you can live your life without him. Because the righteous don't say they believe, the righteous live by faith. It is an everyday life that we live to endure. We persevere. Now, let's be honest. In our country, the wonderful uh, opportunity we have to freely worship, we don't have a lot of outside pressure. And I know people, well, it's all this pressure. Listen, you go to a country that if we met like this, you find yourself in jail. That's pressure. This is not pressure for us to meet here today. Let's be honest. As Americans, we still find people falling off for other things, even when there's no outside pressure to believe what we believe. You see what I'm saying? We have got to learn how to persevere. And day in, day out, live a life of faith, active belief and trust. Even when it seems life does this, and just crashes. Let me tell you something. God is faithful to you when you're right here. Am I correct? Is God down here too? Does he only hang out up here? Thank goodness. Because God will be faithful in the valley with you as much as he was up on the mountaintop. And often when life does this, then we start to become unfaithful. When the faithfulness of God did not change, we must learn to persevere and to stay strong and to stay after it. Your focus, purposeful, conscious living of life and faith, because after your salvation, faith now is a choice in which you live in. I choose today to live in faith. So, I got up, and as I told you at the beginning of service, it was a grumpy morning. And if I wasn't pastor of the church, I may not have shown up. It would have been much easier for me to walk back to my house and say, forget this, I'll get gas later and go back to bed. Am I being honest? Because the Lord Jesus called me to pastor and I'm here. I would like to say, if I was a pastor of church, I'd be as faithful as you guys. I hope. I don't know. I've never been in that spot. 
Everybody says, I didn't save. I've been chasing this. So who knows? I'd like to think I'm as faithful as you guys. I'd like to think I'm as faithful as you in giving and, and, and volunteering and all the stuff. You, I would hope I am. Kudos to all you guys. I'm pressured. You guys aren't. But by the fact that you guys got up, came here, worshiped, maybe gave, maybe people are volunteering, you're involved in something and living by faith, by your choice today. Amen. Do it tomorrow. Now, don't come here tomorrow. Nobody's going to be here. But you know what I'm saying. You get up. And whatever your day entails tomorrow, job, or maybe you're off tomorrow, or maybe it's, it's visiting somebody, or, or whatever your day is tomorrow, choose. Today, I'm going to live by faith. So I'm going to connect to God today. I'm going to pray. Somehow I'm going to get into the word. I'm going to ask for his help. I'm going to pray for, you should pray for wisdom every day. I'm going to pray for wisdom. I'm going to connect when I face a decision sometime during the day, I'm going to pray for wisdom and the Holy Spirit's help in that. If somebody's agitating me, I'm, I'm going to pray about how to be Jesus in that situation. When something hurtful happens, I'm, I'm going to pray in that moment, how am I going to respond in a way that's Christ-like? Because his way is the best way, not mine. Everything that I face, I'm going to live by faith. And in that way, this whole deal of narrow road, long-term discipleship, all these different ways we talk about, you stay there. Right? Why? Because the faithful God wants to be very involved in your everyday life. That's what's so wonderful about him. He wants to do so. He doesn't have to. But he wants to. Every day that interaction then all of a sudden, all of a sudden you learn him so much that you're not just only interacting with him when you're asking for things. All of a sudden he, he's getting a hold of you in the middle, middle of your whatever's going on in your life. You're at Walmart pumping gas in the middle of your job and he's tapping you on the shoulder and saying, hey, I have, I have something to tell you. Actually, I have something for you to do. See that person over there? Go pray for them. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah, right there. Okay. Okay, I'm going to trust now, now you're not just drawing from him, you're, you're giving from him. You see? Staying a step with the Spirit. Right? Rescuers. Yeah, that's our third value. Rescuers. Amen. But live by faith. Let it reorient your entire life. Don't just try to add Jesus, but let it change everything about you. Do you realize there are times that Jesus will surprise you when you do that. You know that? He'll surprise you because you'll go, oh man, I really didn't realize that that need changed. I actually thought that perception about that group of people was right. And he'll go, oh no, no, no. Let, let me talk to you about what it means to love your neighbor as yourself. Oh boy. And Jesus surprises you. But they don't seem to be on my side. That's okay. You're worried about sides. You, you, you're done already messed up. <laughs> you see what I'm getting at? I mean, he'll change things. He'll surprise you. You'll learn things about him. you go, wow. Boy, I've been in church. I've been this big. Wow. That's incredible. And this life of walking with him. So I wrote something a few years ago. Let's see if I brought it. I did. I wrote something uh, that I called 
the beautiful journey, but it's about the life of faith. I'll close by reading this to you. So the journey with Jesus, this life of faith is a beautiful journey. It's a journey walked out in this wondrous yet fallen world. This life of faith is a story of reconciliation, restoration, new creation. It's a journey of all things being made new. It's like a plant that grows and fits and starts, but it is the life of faith. It's a life of belief and a certain way of living. It's answering the call to follow me, as Jesus said. It's picking up your cross and losing your life. It's the perseverance in the midst of an uphill climb. It's pressing on in the midst of a dry desert. It is the narrow road. As Paul said, it's the race to run that has been marked out for us. And while we're running that race, if we happen to fall, it's continuing on bloody knees and all. It's a life of faith walking in his blessings, but it's also walking through trials and the testing of faith. It is the working through of hurts and pains. It's sometimes wrestling with God, but it's dancing with him as he takes the lead. It's in mourning due to the depravity of our lost world and seeing it as it is. But it's also in the smiles and the laughter and the dancing due to the restoration of that same world. It finds its glimpses into new things to come, all things to be made new. But as each individual story brought together into community with the stories of all others on this same journey together. And through it all being continually taken to green pastures and quiet waters in our souls. And someday when we look back on life, we'll see that this journey with Jesus is something incredible. And we'll call it beautiful. That's a life of faith. All the life encounters, but living in the midst of it in faith. And seeing God do what only he can do. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Lord, we are a people who believe. But I pray in this thing called life, we live in perseverance in faith. The righteous live by faith. We live in it. Lord, because it connects us to you and you are what we need. You are all in all and it opens up to the possibilities of who you are. And we praise you for that. Lord, every day, Lord, I pray we stir ourselves up in you to live that life of faith. Lord, be connected to you and live a life that's evidence that you are involved in us. Lord, so I pray that we're, we're transforming in you. I pray, Lord, that we're staying in step with the Spirit every day. I pray, Lord, that when we do ask for things in faith, Lord, the miraculous is in and around us in all things. We thank you for that. And I pray that we just do this in perseverance. No matter the situation, circumstance of our particular moments, that we stay in perseverance and live in faith in you. So we praise you today and we worship you because we are people of faith. In Jesus' name, we all say, Amen. Amen. So here's what I got to do. Close up. Like I said, we're going to head out in a few minutes. Go eat if everybody wants to join us. But if you would like prayer this morning about anything, 
You cover the spectrum of, of, of physical, financial, emotional, relational, whatever it is. You want prayer this morning? Before we go, I want to join faith with you this morning. Come on down. We'll pray with you. Then we'll see everybody hopefully back at 6 o'clock tonight. Let's, let's have a celebration tonight. By the way, there's food after that. Just so you know. Tish has been working hard with Jenny, and they've been putting it together. So, But if you like prayer this morning, as we're dismissing, you may come on down, and, and Margo and I will pray with you today.